Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And good Friday morning. We are waking up to major developments in the investigations that surround former President Trump. We're going to tell you what all that could mean. It is August 19th, and this is today. Making it public, a federal judge signals he will release the key document behind that unprecedented search of Mar-a-Lago, what the Justice Department is now being ordered to do, and what it could reveal about that search. We've got everything you need to know. Breaking overnight, worldwide concern. A nuclear plant now at the center of a dangerous back and forth between Russia and Ukraine. Fears of an imminent attack that could spark a catastrophe felt all across Europe. We're live in the region with the very latest. Roller coaster market with home sales plunging, but prices still high. We're helping you make sense of the real estate right now. What you need to know if you're looking to buy or sell straight ahead. Unacceptable. The Transportation Department calling out the airlines this morning after a summer of travel chaos. You've got to support passengers when they experience delays or cancellations. Our exclusive interview with Secretary Buttigieg on the ultimatum he is now giving the industry and what it means for you heading into Labor Day and the busy holiday season. Those stories plus Royals on the Move will take you inside Prince Harry's surprise trip to Africa and what we're learning this morning about his brother's just revealed plans to visit the United States. And bug off. You may have seen him in your yard this summer, the spotted lanternfly. They're the tiny bug behind a very big invasion, and experts are now saying it's time to put your foot down. When you see the red, squish. Squish. Today, Friday, August 19th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cuppy. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. It is Friday. So happy you're with us. Tom is in. As difficult as it is to say, Labor Day weekend is fast approaching. And don't go anywhere if you're making travel plans. Our own Tom Costello has a huge exclusive today, one-on-one -on -one with the Transportation Secretary. You won't want to miss this. But first, we do have two major headlines to break down for you regarding former President Trump. That surprise decision from a judge telling the Department of Justice to prepare a redacted version of the affidavit that prompted the Mar-a-Lago search warrant. Plus, the man at the center of the Trump Organization's finances for years, well, he just pleaded guilty to 15 counts of tax fraud. NBC's Sam Brock is down in Florida. He's starting off our coverage. Hey, Sam, good morning. Yeah, Hoda Tom, good morning. Even with the unexpected ruling, it's still pretty unlikely the public is going to get a deep dive into the probable cause of the searching of Mar-a-Lago, with the judge acknowledging there are still real concerns here about compromising the investigation or perhaps even worse, putting lives at risk. But what is evident is the burden now shifts to the FBI to prove, and to the Fed certainly to prove, why this information should stay under wraps. This morning, fresh reaction to a ruling few were expecting. A federal judge doling out a modest victory for President Trump and the media.
It is not the government's job to tell the public what is meaningful in terms of the release of its own information. Giving the DOJ a week to offer redactions before he considers releasing portions of the affidavit attached to the Mar-a-Lago search. Judge Reinhardt saying in court he was not prepared to find the affidavit should be fully sealed, calling it very important the public have as much access to information as possible. Even as federal lawyers warned it would provide a roadmap for where their investigation is headed next and jeopardize the safety of investigators. While news organizations, including NBC News, sought transparency, attorney Chuck Tobin telling the court, you cannot trust what you cannot see. For Trump, it's been all about exposing what he calls a political witch hunt, with a spokesman tweeting, no redaction should be necessary and the whole affidavit should be released. Yet in court, his attorney didn't present any argument, simply observing, nor did Trump's team file any papers asking the judge to make the affidavit public. If he really believed it was abusive, he has an easy remedy. File a lawsuit, like, you know, countless lawsuits filed all the time to say this search violated my Fourth Amendment. He hasn't done that. One case that's already resulted in real consequences, Trump's former CFO, Alan Weisselberg, pleading guilty Thursday to 15 counts of tax fraud. As part of the plea agreement, he's reportedly agreed to testify against the Trump organization at a later date, but not his former boss. Weiselberg decided that he would rather be a convicted felon than snitch against the former president. Trump still navigating a host of legal challenges from New York to Florida that only appear to be deepening. And it does not look like there's going to be a quick resolution to this affidavit with the judge giving the DOJ a week to submit their version of the redactions. Then he'll look and submit his own. They'll go back and forth. That could go on for a while. And at the same time, multiple sources telling NBC News that Trump's political action committee has topped more than a million dollars on at least two days since the search. Hold it back to you. All right, Sam, thank you. Let's bring in NBC senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson. So, Hallie, everyone's waiting to see what this affidavit yeah. will look like, how much of it will be redacted. How much do you think we'll learn from this? Right, or will it will be like a big page of blacked out Sharpie marker, right? We almost certainly are not going to see things like names of witnesses, anything that IDs agents, techniques that law enforcement is using. The Justice Department is really worried that unredacting really anything could jeopardize its whole investigation. Take, for example, how do they know that the documents were at Mar-a-Lago in the first place? That is something that could veer into witnesses and techniques, and that is something that DOJ is worried about. Now, as far as what you could see, affidavits often include, for example, the background of of the FBI agent who signed it, some maybe historical or statutory uh, procedural stuff. That is the kind of thing that could be unredacted. Whatever it is, you know, this judge, keep in mind, Hoda, has seen this affidavit. He's read it. He knows what's in it. Presumably, he's not going to send DOJ on a, on a wild goose hunt, essentially, to find what can be unredacted. I think you'll, you'll be seeing a lot of experts searching for this thing when it is eventually released, and that may take a while, for any kind of breadcrumbs that could give them clues about the former president's legal exposure here. All right, so we're at the beginning stages of this. We're at the right. affidavit stage. So what happens next with the president going forward? Okay, so Thursday is kind of the next big date. That's when the DOJ has to hand in its homework assignment, basically. It's suggested redactions, and the judge is going to make a decision from there. But keep in mind, this is a decision that can be appealed. It may very well be appealed. So it's not like on Thursday we are all going to get to see the redacted affidavit, That just to set some expectations there. As far as Donald Trump and any potential legal liability, you know, there's a different part of the warrant that cites the violation of multiple laws, including the Espionage Act, but it's just not clear right now what, if anything, 
there could end up being an indictment on, if that even happens at all. Keep in mind that the DOJ attorneys yesterday in court said the investigation is still in its early stages. So this is still early days. And the former president, Hoda, you know, he's got other legal troubles on his plate. The New York Attorney General investigation into the Trump Organization's finances. That's what Sam just talked about. Then there's that investigation down in Georgia into whether he broke the law with his lies about the 2020 election. Hoda. All right, a lot going on. Hallie Jackson for us there in D.C. Hallie, thank you. All right, we turn out to some breaking news overnight from Ukraine where tensions are rising at a nuclear power plant. We should mention the largest one in Europe now on the front lines of Russia's war there. NBC's Megan Fitzgerald joins us from inside Ukraine with the very latest. Megan, good morning. Yeah, Tom, good morning. We are talking about an incredibly serious situation that certainly appears to be escalating quickly. Uh, this nuclear power plant is massive, and now Russia is threatening to take it offline. Now, if they do so and there is an accident, it's something that Ukrainian President Zelensky is warning could have disastrous impacts for millions of Europeans across this continent. This morning, fears intensifying of a nuclear catastrophe at Europe's largest power plant after weeks of continued shelling. A Ukrainian military intelligence official tells NBC News Russia told its own Russian employees at the plant to stay home today. The United States condemns in the strongest terms Russia's reckless disregard for nuclear safety and security. NBC News has verified video that appears to show Russian military vehicles inside the plant, though it is unclear when it was taken. It comes amid fierce fighting across Ukraine after Russia occupied the plant earlier this year. Now the two countries trading accusations, ramping up rhetoric and fears that attacks could cause radiation leaks. The Russians accusing Ukrainians of planning a provocation. Ukrainian officials believe that's Russia laying the groundwork to create an incident at the plant and then blame it on Ukraine. The UN called for international inspectors to be given access to the plant as concerns grow that a leak of radioactive material could sweep through Europe. We must tell it as it is. Any potential damage to Zaporizhia is suicide. Ukrainians on the ground not taking any chances, conducting response drills, ready for a worst-case scenario. Also new this morning, a Russian foreign ministry official says that they could be ready for inspectors to go inside the plant in September. But Ukrainian officials are warning that they have intelligence right now that suggests that the Russians are actively working to take this plant offline. Tom. All right, Megan Fitzgerald for us this morning. Megan, thank you. Let's now turn to a big issue. If you are looking to buy or sell a home, the market, once red hot, is quickly chilling. Sales are plummeting all across the country. So here's the question. Are we heading for a housing recession or perhaps are we already there? NBC's Emily Akede is here to break it all down for us. Hey, Emily. Good morning. Well, a very different picture from earlier this year. Homes are selling at the slowest pace since 2015, aside from the beginning of the pandemic. Steep mortgage rates now pushing more Americans out of the house hunt. This morning, lack of affordability is weighing down the housing market as would-be homebuyers pump the brakes on signing a deed. Existing home sales fell for the sixth month in a row and dropped 20% compared to last year. Several experts now have said that the housing market is in a recession. House hunters are being sidelined by sky-high prices, up nearly 11% from a year ago, limited supply, and rising mortgage rates. There's no way I'd be able to afford this without a second job. Sophia Silva nearly backed out of buying a home in Chicago when mortgage rates surpassed 5%. It tacked on an extra several hundred dollars to her monthly payments. 
it was the panic of realizing um, how having to work a second job is going to be just a part of my reality now. Rising costs put this Minneapolis couple who built their home in a similar situation. Probably every other day, I, I, yeah. would, I would say, do we actually need to go back to the drawing board? Is there any relief in sight for home buyers? Home buyers are a little bit more in the driver's seat. We are seeing fewer bidding wars, so there is less competition in the market, but so far that really hasn't hit home prices yet. And the reason is because there's still very little supply on the market and there is strong demand. Stubbornly high home prices are sending more people in search of rentals, but there's little relief there too. All but three of the most populous metro areas in the U.S. saw rents increase from a year earlier. Cincinnati, Nashville and Pittsburgh with the fastest rising prices. Rents are sky high and that makes it even harder to save for a down payment. Typically, first-time home buyers make up 40% of sales, according to the National Association of Realtors. But in July, they only represented 29%, as the road to affordability is proving hard to find. So a drop in demand for housing means dwindling competition, which is good news for buyers. But keep in mind, inventory remains limited. A typical home on the market in July, for instance, only lasted for two weeks. That's tied for the shortest amount of time on record, according to the National Association of Realtors. All right, Emily yeah. Aketa for us. Emily, thank you. All right, meantime, if you've flown this summer, you've probably experienced a hassle or two. And as the summer season winds down, NBC News has learned the Department of Transportation is issuing an ultimatum to the airlines. Get this, improve your customer service or the government will move forward with the plan to order the changes. NBC's Tom Costello is breaking this story this morning for us here on Today. And he spoke with Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg exclusively. Tom, this is a big deal. It is a big deal, Tom. Good morning to you. So hundreds of thousands of passengers have been inconvenienced this summer, right? Delays, cancellations. And now the Transportation Secretary is telling me it's time for the airlines to up, get, up their game. Don't overpromise. Don't overschedule. Also, provide better customer service, clarity on what your policies are. And if they don't do it, he says, then the government will proceed with a plan to order the changes. If you've flown this summer, there's a good chance you've got a story and a complaint. It's chaos, and I hope people have a better time uh, than we are having. In the first six months of the year, 24% of U.S. flights were delayed, 3.2% canceled. While violent weather and air traffic control problems contributed, the Department of Transportation says the airlines bear most of the blame for overscheduling flights despite not having enough pilots to fly them, then offering conflicting and confusing rules on cash refunds and voucher policies. Three times in the last few weeks uh, I've been canceled. DOT Secretary Pete Buttigieg says the confusion needs to end now. The message to the airlines is that you've got to make it easier for passengers to understand their rights and you've got to support passengers when they experience delays or cancellations. In a new letter to the airlines, Secretary Buttigieg writes the level of disruption Americans have experienced this summer is unacceptable. He wants airlines to refund passengers' money and offer meal vouchers if a domestic flight is delayed more than three hours and provide hotel accommodations if a passenger must wait overnight. You're calling on the airlines to either voluntarily meet these requirements and regulations or you're going to do it for them? That's right. I'm giving them an opportunity. 
to raise the bar. The airline industry tells NBC News its members comply with federal laws and regulations regarding cash refunds. Carriers strive to provide the highest level of customer service and are committed to working with travelers to address their individual circumstances. But two weeks ahead of Labor Day, travel pros suggest always having a backup plan if things go wrong. Know what's included in your ticket. If you can proactively move your flight around, if you have a refundable ticket, a ticket with no change fees, move to earlier in the day, potentially leave a day early. Secretary Buttigieg tells me that the DOT is fielding record numbers of complaints against the airlines right now. And this is important. The DOT says it will now roll out a new website. Because the different airline policies are so confusing on refunds and vouchers and when you get your money back and when you don't, the DOT will do a one-stop shopping website. It'll roll out two weeks from today, Labor Day weekend, providing clarity on which individual airlines offer what policies on refunds and vouchers and the like. Tom? Yeah, that can't come soon enough because it is incredibly confusing, as you said. It's been such a chaotic summer for traveling, Tom. Are we going to see relief anytime soon? And yeah. what should people know with Labor Day just around the corner and then the holidays after that? Well, first of all, Labor Day airline ticket prices are up about 20% over the last couple of weeks. But once you get past Labor Day, prices are going to drop rather dramatically, about a 50% drop or so into September and October, the slow season. A couple of tips if you are going to fly. First of all, according to the travel experts, try to get to the airport as soon as you can. Catch an early morning flight uh, if you can, because, of course, they haven't yet been affected by the afternoon weather. Download the airline apps and get TSA pre-check if you can. We've been preaching that for a while. While. Don't check your bags if you can avoid it. Carry-ons will get you there faster and book non-stops because, as we all know, those layovers oftentimes can be a problem for your travel, Tom. Huge. All right, Tom Costello, that pre-check with the kids is a savior. And you know yeah. who follows every single one of those rules? Who's that? Al Roker. Oh, he takes super the traveler. first flight. He always brings carry-on. He's got all the apps. You are like the ultimate flyer. I'm a rule follower. You do? I like the yeah. rules. Like the rules. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, we've got some wet weather that's going to be ruling through the southwest. Nine million people under flood watches and some flood warnings for the southwest. Here's the setup. We're looking at these showers and thunderstorms already firing up. Here's the deal. We've got a tropical wave in the Pacific. We've got this disturbance that we're watching right now in the Gulf, and then we've got low pressure developing along the Mexico border, and that is pulling up moisture, a deep a deep plume of moisture into the southwest. As this system makes its way to the east, slowly moving east through the weekend, it's going to tap into the residual moisture, that low we saw, we showed you, and that's going to bring a ton of rain for these areas. So, first of all, we start into uh, tomorrow morning on through Sunday morning, flash flooding, significant flash flooding for Arizona and New Mexico. Then we continue through the weekend into early next week. Isolated totals of up to five to seven inches. Heavy rain rates could cause flash flooding. There is a flash flood alley that stretches along I-35 from Dallas to San Antonio, and the factors are you've got steep terrain, clay-rich soil that doesn't absorb moisture, and that could be a big problem, bringing a lot of rain to this area. We're going to be watching for flooding possibly early next week. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thanks. Coming up, did you hear that Prince Harry, he made a surprise visit to Africa. What we're learning about his mission there and Prince Williams just announced plans for his own trip right here to the United States. Ooh. Plus, have you spotted them in your yard? An alarming invasion of spotted lanternflies is happening in more states, and Jesse Kirsch is exploring the big problems they can pose.
guys. Good morning. Any guesses where I am right now? Well, this is just one of the places currently at risk because of those pesky pests. Coming up, we'll tell you what you can do to help stomp them out. Ooh, all right, Jesse. Ooh, that and more. But first, this is today on NBC. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's match engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, welcome back. 7.30. It's a Friday morning, August the 19th, 2022. You want to get a quick check of your 7.30 headlines. Three men have been indicted for the 2018 prison killing of notorious Boston mob leader James Whitey Bulger. Bulger had been on the run for 16 years, you may remember, when he was finally captured in California in 2013. He was beaten to death just hours after being transferred to a prison in West Virginia to serve out his life sentence. Two of the men indicted were already behind bars for other crimes. Federal officials say one of them was an enforcer for the New England Mafia. The NTSB is investigating a deadly mid-air crash yesterday near Santa Cruz, California. Officials say two small planes were on their final approaches when they collided above an airport. Footage from a home security camera shows a plume of smoke rising from one of those downed planes. The FAA says there were at least three people on board the two aircraft and there were multiple fatalities. No one on the ground was hurt. And legendary ESPN college basketball announcer Dick Vitale, who's battled cancer twice in the last year, is sharing some terrific news about his health. Oh, baby. <laughs> That's right. That was Vitale ringing the bell a few months back when he finished his cancer treatments. Well, now he's tweeted that after his latest scans, his doctor told him he's gone from being in remission, remission to being cancer-free. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is so yes. good. Um, and we have a lot more to tell you about this half hour, including Prince Harry making a surprise visit to a place very close to his heart, Africa. Yeah, the Duke of Sussex traveled to Mozambique to highlight wildlife conservation efforts, and he's not the only royal hitting the road. NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer joins us with more. Joe, both brothers on the move. 
Yeah, that's right. We've learned this morning that both princes are taking trips for causes close to their hearts. Prince William is going to be coming to New York next month for a high-profile appearance during the week of the U.N. General Assembly. He's going to be leading a summit for the Earthshot Prize. That's his climate-focused initiative. Well, Harry made his own surprise trip this week to Africa, ahead of yet another trip next month to Europe with his wife. This morning, two very different royal brothers are making their marks with solo trips across the globe. Buckingham Palace announced that Prince William will travel to New York in September, a high-profile visit to Britain's greatest ally as he gets ready to step into a bigger leadership role in the family. He and Kate Middleton drew crowds when they visited the U.S. after their wedding in 2011. And for his younger brother, Harry, who's given up his royal duties, a surprise solo trip without his wife, Meghan Markle. He popped up in Mozambique, where his spokesperson says he welcomed a group of officials, conservationists and philanthropists from America touring protected wildlife and nature areas. It's a continent that has been close to the Duke's heart for many years. Since I first visited Africa at 13 years old, I've always found hope on the continent. A place where he feels connected to his mother, Diana, who also raised awareness there. Harry is continuing his mother's legacy, starting his African charity in her memory. It's where I felt closest to my mother and sought solace after she died, and where I knew I had found a soulmate in my wife. Harry and Meghan's love for the continent is encased in her engagement ring, a diamond from Botswana, the location of one of their first dates. I managed to persuade her to come and join me in Botswana and we and we, we, we camped out with each other under the stars. As a royal couple, they also chose Africa for one of their official royal tours, introducing Archie to Archbishop Desmond Tutu in South Africa. Harry even walked in his mother's footsteps in Angola, where she famously raised awareness about landmines. Harry's love of Africa is also shared by William. The two in the past worked together to bring attention to conservation in Africa. But these days, the two brothers don't overlap much. Now questions are mounting ahead of trips both couples will take this year. Harry and Meghan are set to return to the U.K. next month. There are reports they'll be staying close to William, but have no plans to see each other. So you pointed out the Prince William, uh, Joe, will be here in the States next month, but he will be coming yet again? Yeah, that's right. It was just recently announced that William and Kate, they're going to visit Boston at the end of the year. That's going to be in December for a trip that is, again, going to focus on the environment. As for Harry, well, he and Meghan, they're visiting the U.K. and also Germany, and that trip is happening early next month. Hoda? Mm -hmm. All right. All Joe right. Fryer, thank you. Yeah, still ahead. Are you concerned about the price of your prescription drugs? What about your parents? Just ahead, Vicki Wynn is going to share some specific steps you can take today to lower those costs. But first, the invasive bug problem sweeping across the country. The spotted lanternfly may look pretty, but what they can do to your property is not. Jesse Kirsch will have that story and what you should do if you see them around your home. <laughs> That's right after this. We're back at 740 with In-Depth Today. Yes, so this morning's focus, a little bug that's creeping people out in a <laughs> growing number of states. Have you seen these? The spotted lantern fly. Can I say it? Lantern yeah, fly. Yeah, I yes. saw one actually yesterday in Central Park. Yeah. Uh, their bright colors may be enjoyable to look at, but it's an invasive species with some pretty bad eating habits. NBC's Jesse Kirsch is on the hunt for them in Ohio this morning. Jesse, you got your swatter out there. 
<laughs> We've got our eyes peeled for these things right now, Tom. Some people are so concerned here in the Cleveland area that one business had these traps put up because these bugs love to eat something they're growing a lot of here, grapevine also known as a vineyard. That's right, if you love wine, listen closely because happy hour is at risk, along with dozens of other plant species. But thankfully, there are ways you can help fight back. About as big as a brightly colored thumbnail, the spotted lanternfly may be pretty small, but this morning, it has the potential to cause big problems. From New York to North Carolina and all the way west to Indiana, the invasive species has been spotted in at least 12 states this year. Their mouth parts are basically a straw, so they stab them into plants and drink plant juices. Well, the plants need those plant juices to make new leaves and to make fruits. Dr. Mark Willis, an entomologist who studies bugs, says fruit quality and quantity could suffer. In all, more than 70 plant species are at risk of death, with officials specifically warning the pests could seriously threaten grape, orchard, and logging industries, potentially costing the economy hundreds of millions of dollars each year, according to some estimates. The U.S. Department of Agriculture believes the species native to China first appeared in the U.S. back in 2014. Experts say they're not great flyers, but are still making their way cross-country because they're pretty good hitchhikers. A female could drop off of a plant and lay its eggs on the underside of your RV and you drive off on vacation and now the eggs are somewhere where they haven't been before. Spotted lanternfly are... Jennifer Greiser with Cleveland Metro Parks says they made their way to Ohio by train. They go after a large variety of hosts, uh, so different types of tree species, um, and also they create a big mess. She's worried about the spotted lanternfly's favorite snacks and the forest overall. There is the potential that one day a lot of the diversity we see out here could be eaten up, literally. If we aren't actively managing, but, but we are. So, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can to give our forest the, the best chance possible going forward. So what can you do to save everything from beer hops to peach, plum, and poplar trees? If you spot these eggs, scrape them into a bag of hand sanitizer, seal it, and throw away. Also watch out for oozing plants with a fermented odor, sticky fluid, plus sooty mold. And if you find the pesky pests themselves, they can't bite you, they don't have a stinger. You can help us all out if you step on it. And when you, when you see the red, squish. Squish. You heard right, kill the bugs. Have you done that? Yeah, I crush a few. A mission that now has social media buzzing. Show us how your lantern swapper works. You got it. Frappuccino cup works really well. It's my new go-to. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, so Jesse, everybody can do their part as you showed us there, but do scientists have any other strategies to get yeah. rid of them? <laughs> Yeah, Tom, we definitely need bug backup because, as one of our experts pointed out, this is not a native species here. That means they don't have a natural predator going mm. after them. So now oh. scientists are possibly looking into bringing another species here that will oh, go after are, the bugs oh, but gosh. will be safe for us. But for now, the best piece of advice we're getting is go <laughs> after them ourselves. So grab your fly swatter, <laughs> maybe get the dust buster going if it's working oh, right, man. and get stomping.
Oh my gosh. You said you saw one. I saw one in Central Park and I stopped and I said, oh my, that's one of those those bugs. And then right behind me, a guy just went crunch and took it out. But don't don't bring in another species. We've seen that movie before. That's not a good idea. Not gonna end well. Uh, hopefully, we do have an end to some of this drought, but we're going to hopefully get some of that. But right now, we're watching this area down in the Gulf. Here's the development zone. 40% chance in the next uh, two days that we could see a tropical de uh, depression develop, and that would bring a lot of moisture into the southwest. In fact, look at Texas. 23 million people are in drought conditions. And in fact, as we widen out, you can see drought relief could be on the way in two days. Uh, they could pick up more rain in the next two days than they've had in the last two months. There's a three-inch-plus potential from Arkansas into Texas. Now, again, 43 states in drought, including here into the Northeast, where we have seen the severe drought double in New England in size since last week. Trees are showing significant stress, browning leaves, and that could have an impact on fall foliage. And that's your latest weather. All right, Al, thank you. Okay, guys, there's this new viral trend that's happening. It's a viral challenge. It looks simple, like a simple arm movement. Only men think it is completely impossible to do. We were doing do. it downstairs. We are going to show you what can yeah. women do that men can't. Everything. Many, many mm. things, <laughs> but this too. We're going to talk about it coming up right after this. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it. Book it. Live it. One Travel. The most exciting part of a vacation stay at a home rental? Easy. It's being greeted upon arrival with a rusted lockbox affixed to the underside of a stranger's condo. Yeah, you simply twist knobs, click gears, jiggle it, and then rip it off its moorings, and voila! Your prize is a key to a questionable home rental and maybe tetanus. When you just want to get your vacation started by actually getting into your room, it matters where you stay. At Hilton, we deliver your key right to your phone on the Hilton Honors app. Hilton for the stay. Only girls can do this. Oh. <laughs> Wait, that's fun. Oh. We're back with Jacob Silverhoff. Good morning. Hi. You showed us this downstairs. I've been scouring the internet all night for the latest viral trends. <laughs> so there's a viral TikTok trend that shows a bizarre difference between men and women when it comes to a simple arm movement. Okay, so we were doing this downstairs uh, earlier, and here's how it works. You place your forearms and elbows together right. toward your chest, okay. then you lower your forearms like these guys are doing while trying to keep them together, and then, as, as you can okay. see in the video, it looks like, it looks like men can't do it. Uh, women well, it's impossible it. with the suit jacket. But what, what if um, you didn't have your suit jacket? I, I tried it in the morning. I couldn't no, do it either. Do it no, I, so no. what is it? Tommy Amos is too muscular. To I, do it was doing, I was doing flat bench press uh, <laughs> after supersets. But if you have a petite frame what, like me, what, what is it? You get closer. Is there well, a reason? Not? What's, what's the reason? Anatomy, human anatomy, I guess. Yes. Oh, is it? Apparently, well, according know. to the Institute of Human Anatomy, yeah. uh, different elbows, shoulders, joints that allow men and women or women to do it a little bit more. A little easier. Okay. That's interesting. Is there's also, there's also a broom. Is it? There's a broomstick. <laughs> I mean, this video, people, but this is the kind of stuff that people get into. Well, you know what? Yeah. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, here's at the broomstick. Home, 
What's that? This was a tough one. Wait, same what deal. Is that? Same deal. Wait, Women wait, wait, can what? easily step over the broomstick and watch this guy. Wait, we need to try that. Let's no, do I don't that. think that I can do that. <laughs> this is hilarious. I mean, he can't just step over? That. No, it's not good. I don't know. You have to be flexible. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Oh, I see. Pelvic bones. Now I want to go try it. Oh, we get. Oh, wow. I would break a table. I would. I would fall over and break a table. That's why we're. Well, 12 million people have tried it, so. My pelvic bone would not allow for that. All right, guys. Just ahead, we are going to make Hoda's morning with new music. Overnight oh. from Blake Shelton. Hey, what? Oh, yep. And Hoda, just wait until you see the, uh, the star's look that is coming with all of that after this. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip flights, hotels, cars, transportation. It's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel.